The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. And as always, joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Zone Coverage. And bring me the news real quick before we get started today. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our channel and like this video. And then also make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, before we get into it today, Chris, uh, you're in South Dakota. How are we doing out there? Are you getting ready to just get snowed in? Well, <laughs> yeah, there's so from my apartment. Sorry, I hadn't checked the window because I've been I've been watching throughout the morning. But yeah. um, if I look outside the window to my current office, which will be different in a couple of weeks, hopefully we're still waiting on uh, cleaning crews and everything. The weather has just been kind of crappy so they haven't been able to get it ready but um there's a grain elevator if i look out the window of my office and progressively i have been seeing less and less of it so um it's one of those deals like in town you don't think it's that bad but if i were to like drive on i-29 down to i-90 to go home uh bad idea <laughs> like yeah, uh, I was actually talking to my dad about you know going home for Christmas yesterday, and he's like, "You'll know within the first thirty minutes." Like you, you know, you jump on the highway and you're just like, "Oh shit, this is a bad idea." <laughs> so nothing, nothing too bad. I mean, you have you have different types of tra- like you get you have all the traffic jams and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like if you're heading up to Los Angeles or whatever out here, like there's no traffic. It's just you know you might die because uh, it's about. Let's check the temp. Minus 15. So, um, oh, God. And feels like probably like minus 30 or whatever. One of those. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's what, that's the main headline of the doom and gloom. It's, uh, you could travel, but you'll probably die. So, yeah. When it rains out here, people drive like idiots. I mean, they already drive like idiots out here, but like they, they drive like when that first snowfall hits. I remember like, living back east when that first snowfall hits and people still think they can drive 80 on the highway and you're like they quickly learn you cannot do that that's how people are in the rain out here they're like oh i'm hydroplaning Uh, i probably shouldn't go as fast because when it rains out here it's like a monsoon but because it doesn't rain as much but yeah we don't we don't get that 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 white stuff all right moving on to the vikings yesterday the rosters for the afc and nfc for the first annual Pro Bowl games uh, were revealed, and the Vikings 
had five players uh, listed as, I guess, starters. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's a starter yeah, and what's I'm, not I'm, for the, <laughs> the games. I'm confused as to how it works. Is it? I heard like Peyton and Eli Manning are like drafting teams, but then I heard it's like conference affiliations. So like, I don't really yeah. know I don't, I don't, what's I don't, happening. I don't are think they fighting to the death. Are they, you know? <laughs> But you know what? It's not going to matter because uh, the Vikings players aren't going to play in anyway. It's going to be busy in uh, in February. So, um, yes. but five the five players named to the NFC roster from the Vikings are Kirk Cousins, uh, T.J. Hawkinson, Zadarius Smith, uh, some guy named Justin Jefferson, and uh, their long snapper Andrew DePaula. Um, any of those? A surprise to you? I mean, Justin Jefferson, no one thought he was going to make it, but he, he somehow made it by the skin of his teeth. He's still there. Um, Andrew DePaula is a little weird, but I mean, yeah. like football guys know a little bit more than I do when it comes to that stuff. So, I, I mean, I don't know if they're playing flag football. Like, what is Andrew DePaula going to do there? <laughs> like, and I'm sure and, and I'm not trying to slight the guy. I, I'm not at all. Like, I'm just no. confused about this format. Like, you don't punt in flag football. Like, so what is he going to yeah. do? Is he just going to like, is like one of the events arm wrestling or something? And he's just going to rip somebody's arm off. Like, I I, want, I, I wonder if there's a kicking, confused, I guess is my problem. I wonder if there's like a kicking competition. Yeah. Maybe he's, he'll be the, the snapper or whatever. Um, have they always had long snappers yeah. get picked? The pro bowl. I don't think I've ever noticed. Maybe just because the Vikings. Yes. I don't think they've, they've had, they have. Okay. All right. Never mind. Yeah, I, I mean, they have a special teamer. So, I mean, like, there's, like, a gunner that makes it. So, like, Matthew Slater has been, like, a 15-time pro bowler, but they don't really, you know, you don't really notice him. Uh, at, at first, I thought Kirk Cousins was a bit surprising that he made, like, the initial, like, he's he's not he's not an alternate or anything. He's on the first first batch, the first the starters, I guess, um, for the NFC because – me and you, I think we would agree that this hasn't been one of his better years statistically. Um, mm-hmm. He's doing better situationally, and the Vikings are winning, so that's what you want. But I was kind of surprised. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I guess everyone sees that he's playing better as well, too. I, I thought maybe more people would have gone with like Dak Prescott, or you know, none of that. <laughs> I think of it. There's not a whole lot more to choose from. And then I see you got Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, uh, Tom Brady's playing. Okay, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he's he's on, he's already on there. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Him and yes. Geno Smith are on there as well. Um, the Vikings also had um, some alternates for for the Pro Bowl. A bunch of alternates actually. Uh, first alternates. So I guess these are the players that if you know people drop out, they don't want to participate in the Pro Bowl games. Whatever they are, these are these are the replacement, the first replacements in line from the Vikings. First, first alternates are Dalvin Cook, C.J. Ham, Daniel Hunter, and Kane <coughs> Wong Wu. Um, second alternates are Garrett Bradbury, Christian Derrissaw, and Harrison Smith. And then third alternates are Eric Kendricks, then a favorite of the show, Mister Chris Boyd. Um, any of those surprise you or or you feel like any of those deserve to be on the first like actual Pro Bowl roster? 
Um, I'm surprised Chris Boyd didn't make it after all the campaigning he did on Twitter, <laughs> sending out um, autograph signed jerseys. Like, I mean, I've said it before. He seems like a decent dude. He's just a little eccentric on the football field. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, you know, sending out the jerseys and everything, he <clears throat> got that done. And like we've said before on the show, like I heard the story, like, you know, like players on the wild have to buy their own jerseys in right. order to get them uh, for charity events and stuff. So it might not have come cheap to Mr. Boyd to be a third alternate. Um, <clears throat> I think Patrick Peterson's the biggest snub though. I mean, I, I don't know yeah. the exact number. I can look it up right now, but um, I was doing some work for a bring me the news piece and looking at coverage grades. Patrick Peterson's like a top 10 corner, if not top five this year. So I, I think that he's really resurrected his career after mm-hmm. the last couple of seasons uh, where he might not have been uh, quite there. I'm actually just filling time as I look up the uh, coverage grades where he is third in the NFL among cornerbacks with 20% of the league lead in snaps. So, I mean, according to PFF, who we'll talk about a little bit later, Patrick Peterson is having a tremendous year. So that that is... Yeah, that that is a little bit surprising that he's not on this list. Other than that, there's not really a lot. Um, Christian Derrissaw would have been a nice one. Um, he, you know, unfortunately, he had the concussion and that kind of derailed his campaign. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I think that yeah, those five are pretty much it. Who do you got? Yeah, I'd go. I'd go with uh, with Derrissaw as well. I think he's Patrick Peterson's a good one as well. I, I feel like. Peterson's played better this year than Harrison Smith, so it's kind of surprising to see that yeah. uh, he's on there over there. I, I think you can make a case for Brian O'Neill. Uh, I think he's had a good year as well. Um, but I, I know the like the the initial Pro Bowl roster only has I think only three offensive tackles, so they you know guys are going to get omitted, especially because they're going to pick um, who's the dude with the 49ers um, left tackle Trent the Williams. Guy. Yeah, he's he's going to get it no matter what. Um, and I, I think you could make a case for Ryan Wright. I think he's had a for for a rookie. Oh yeah, I think he's had a very good year uh, as a punter. Um, you know, not throwing the ball, but you know that's not his job. He's a, he's a punter. And I think he he's second in the league um, in punts inside the twenty, behind the punter who I believe actually was selected for the NFC roster, uh, which is like Tressway from the Commanders. But he's had a very good year, and I think you can make the case for that. So it's surprising that he, him, Peterson, and O'Neill weren't even, you know, I guess third alternates or whatever. There's like so many, and and Peterson doesn't even get any of that. Maybe there's maybe a little bit of uh, I don't know animosity around the league. If they, you know, people see what's going on with the Cardinals and and Peterson and stuff between there, and they're like, let's just not not do that. But whatever. Uh, so that's it. That's Pro Bowl rosters, Pro Bowl games rosters. Nobody still has any idea what's going on, but there you go. I, I, I'm going to assume those guys who made the Pro Bowl roster get, get their bonus because I'm sure they had incentives in their contracts before they changed the Pro Bowl that you get a certain extra amount of money if you make the Pro Bowl roster. So I'm assuming that's why they're still kind of doing all this. You made the Pro Bowl, but it didn't. But you did. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's the only reason it still exists. Mm-hmm. Like, and honestly, too, if we're being honest with ourselves, I just double mentioned myself, but that's okay. Like, 
you know, compared to most other sports, the skill position things are more fun anyway. Like I would rather watch the dunk contest than the NBA All-Star game, although yeah. you can argue the NBA yeah, All-Star game is the actual dunk contest yeah, yeah, some yeah. years. Um, like the three-point shooting contest is always fun. NHL, like they have the skills competition. Like Trevor Zegers was like dressed like one of the dodgeball dudes, like going through a maze yeah, of dodgeballs blindfolded. Slap shot, like, they still do that. Yeah, they do hardest shot. I, I mean, that's. I mean, I think. I think they do fastest skaters still, which is pretty yeah. awesome to see. Just yeah. to yeah. see yeah. two guys like race across the ice. Like those are more fun to me. I mean, honestly, like the Pro Bowl last year, it was just unwatchable. Like if it. Oh yeah. And I don't know. I think this will be more already. fun. Yeah. And I mean, I think flag football will be pretty fun. Um, I do remember. I don't know if you remember this, but they used to have like a beach volleyball competition. But like so Robert Edwards, Ed- like Robert completely, Edwards. Yep. Yep. yeah, completely shredded his knee in yep. it. And they're like, yeah, no more beach volleyball. So I don't know. This is don't probably safer, but yeah, don't play on the beach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember watching back in the day. They used to have the the like the quarterback. Uh, competition after that wasn't even like part of the pro bowl it was just like separate and they used to have like and dante culpepper was in and he'd throw like 70 yards uh yeah and they had that and i was i always enjoyed that so i hope they do some of that stuff this year they try they've tried the last few years with like the dodgeball and the whatever throwing into the circus or whatever they had there i don't even know what that was but um well i'm interested to see what they do and you know what people will watch people watch the pro bowl um so right. they don't have, they don't have to worry about that more like more people watch the pro bowl than like the world series so um they know they know people are going to watch but you know people are definitely going to watch the super bowl this year which is uh something that i guess people still vikings are 11 3 nfc north champs people still not really on board with the vikings as a possibility in the super bowl um football outsiders the uh, <clears throat> analytics website does a lot of analyst deep dives. They have the DVOA thing uh, over there. And um, they, their latest Super Bowl odds go like this. Number one is the Eagles. Number two is the Bills. Number three is the Niners. Number four is the Chiefs. Number five is the Bengals. Number six, Cowboys. Number seven, the Ravens. Number eight, the Dolphins. Number nine. The Lions. And then tied for 10th with a 0.4% chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Right now, the Jaguars, the Bucks, the Giants, and the Vikings. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, uh, all, right. all right. All right. All right. How many teams should truly have a better have better Super Bowl odds than the Vikings at this point in the season, regardless of formula or percentage or whatever? How many do you think? I'm still like trying to do Steiner math after all that. Like <laughs> normally you got a 50-50% chance of winning the Super Bowl, but Justin Jefferson's genetic freak, so you got a 25% <laughs> chance at best. Yeah. Um all right, let's let's think about it here. Like who who could we realistically say has a better chance? I I would say the Eagles. Yep. I would say the Chiefs. Okay. Um, the Bills, yep. probably. All right, all right. Um, really, a lot of NFC teams. Like the Cowboys, I think, have a better chance. Okay. Although they have to go on the road in week one. So, I mean, that might mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. ding them a little bit, even if it is against a bad NFC South team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
the 49ers, I'd put them ahead. Yeah. I I I know. I, I'm kind of backing down, walking that back a little bit, but I mean defense. defense. They got a really good defense. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't think they're egregiously high. Like the Lions? Like is Jonathan <laughs> Vilma like a source of this? You gotta love these yeah. Lions there, Kenny. They're just the greatest team ever. I just love watching them all the time. Um, the Lions and Dan Campbell, he loves football. Have you heard about Dan Campbell? Yeah, I don't I don't uh, I don't I think it's some of it's based on like their their own formulas like DVOA and stuff. Um but yeah, which favors the Lions who have been playing really well recently. Um but to have teams like the Ravens and and Dolphins ahead of the Vikings and to have the like the Jags and Bucks tied. Well like how can you think that the Bucks have the same Super Bowl odds? As the Vikings, because they have Tom Brady, that hasn't really made a difference this year. They're not a good team. And uh, the Jaguars, okay, they beat the Cowboys last week, and they're all right. But do you really think they have the same Super Bowl odds as the Vikings? The Ravens are the most annoying team to the NFL to me. Like even <laughs> even more so than the 49ers. Like the Ra- like 49ers, like I just said, you can be like, look at their defense. And you go, yeah, all right, yeah, that's a house. The Ravens. You have Lamar Jackson. You can't figure out how to use him. Better yet, you can't figure out how to find a receiver to get him the damn ball. It's like, well, we got tight. We got Mark Andrews and like all these guys. Like, I will never forget, like during, I think it was the 2020 NFL draft. Jim Harv, you know, everybody's remote. Everybody's sitting in their house. Mm -hmm. And the Ravens select Devin Duvernay. And they cut to John Harbaugh. And he's like fist pumping like he just won the freaking lottery. And I'm like, (laughs) what is what do you see here? Like, what do you, and, and it, it goes back like years, like mm-hmm. Rashad Perriman, uh, mm-hmm. Mark Clayton, mm-hmm. like they, there are other receivers there that uh, they just see something in and nothing. And like, I'm not even going to ding Rashad Bateman because I, I saw what he could do at the university of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I know he's a good receiver and he's battled a lot of injuries, but like everybody that they just bring in, is a complete head scratch. They are so desperate. They brought in Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. They brought in the Packers scraps. Mm-hmm. Just like, what are you doing? But it, I also feel like it's almost cool to not like the Vikings right now. And I know no analyst is actually thinking like that, but um, you and I were talking about the show about, well, you and I were talking (laughs) before the show about Sam Monson saying he thought Kirk Cousins had a bad game on set on Saturday and he threw for over 400 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. uh, And he had that massive comeback in the second half. Hold on. I'll say this. He didn't say he didn't say he had a bad game. He said he didn't play that well. I'll just say that. I don't want to, I don't want to put words in his mouth because I'm sure he would just be like, I didn't say he had a bad game. So. Well, and if he's looking at the first half, maybe he turned off the game like the rest of us after the first half. He's yeah, like, I'm yeah. not going to learn anything here. Um, but like every national analyst, it's like, no, the Vikings suck. I hate it. Like Kurt, uh, Colin Cowherd, who put the Vikings on 14 wins at the beginning of the year. It 16. might be right. Yeah, 16. Sorry. He'll put the Vikings on 16 wins this year. And it is dangerously close to being right. He won't be, but I mean, he got a lot closer than a lot of us thought he would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's out here being like, yeah, Kirk, you know, he doesn't throw the best ball out of everybody and everything else or something along those lines. Like, it's just like, it's gotten to a point where I don't know. I know it's not directed from higher up, but it almost feels like, like PFF. It's like every analyst just is like, I don't believe in the Vikings. Like it's the same reason they call to Neil Hunter, Danelle. 
like everybody does it. Like, I don't know if they sat down at a meeting and just like, we're going to call this guy Danelle. And like Vikings PR is like, actually, it's Daniel. No, it's Danelle. We've decided <laughs> we're, we are pro football focus. And we decide everything. They decide people's contracts at pro mm-hmm. football. Foot. And I'm not slamming them because I use their, I'll oh, yeah. use their metrics. I, I used it earlier in this podcast, referencing yep. Patrick Peterson's coverage. Yep. Great. But I mean, it, it's just, it, it's kind of weird how like, they are the authority and they have the analytics and the Vikings aren't good. And everybody just kind of nods in agreement without actually watching the game. I said it earlier this week. This is not a team that's going to be violent ballet, like offensive, uh, Mm -hmm. offensive efficiency, big defense, mastermind coaching. No, this is going to be a team that wins a street fight. They're going to bring a, you know, little red wagon full of weapons and they're going to break out the barbed wire and the chainsaws and try and beat the hell out of you. Like they're not going to win a game. That's going to be hung in the Smithsonian. They're just going to win a street fight. And yeah, I I think that's why all the analytics are just like, they can't keep doing this. Why can't they? And like, if the Vikings get bounced in the playoffs and they're very well could by like 30 mm-hmm. or 40 points, they'll go, aha, I told you I was right. And I think that's been one of the most annoying parts of this season is because, you know, we should just be enjoying this. Like think of the last two years. It's just like, oh, well, are we going to get to eight or nine wins? And then if we get there, you know, if all these things like Mike Zimmer basically played a slot machine for two years, like pulling on the damn lever, just like, can I get all sevens? Like, it's good to be in a position like this and it's good to be in a position where it's going to be a coin flip. And if, and if you win, great. If you lose, yeah, it's disappointing. But I mean, compared to the last two years, just enjoy it. <laughs> like who cares what anybody else says? There's my rant for the day. No, that's fine. I I, I agree. Um, I was watching an interview with Patrick Peterson on the Pat McAfee show the other day and he McAfee asked him like, you know, why do you think people are still doubting the Vikings? Why do you think, People don't think they're that great. And his first response, the like the first words out of Peterson's mouth was he's like, I just don't think people like her cousins. And I'm like, yeah. even he, even he's like picking up on it. Like they just don't want to like the Vikings because because of Kirk Cousins. Even though Kirk Cousins is playing, you know, he's got seven, what, seven come from behind victories this year, fourth quarter comebacks or whatever. Um uh, there comes a point when you just got to give a guy credit because I think a lot of people have brought this up too. If, if it was like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or, or, you know, even Tom Brady um, throwing for 400 over 400 yards in the second half on Saturday against the Colts, regardless of the Colts record, people would have been raving and, and like give this person MVP right now and everything. And it's just like, I understand those guys have maybe earned that reputation the last few years, but Kirk Cousins is is playing at a a different level this year. Um and I think he deserves more credit than than he's getting and people are just falling back on old narratives. You still see the people that like post memes of people missing throws uh terribly and they're like, oh Kirk Cousins in prime time. It's like it doesn't it doesn't work anymore. Um like find find a new joke or whatever. Um but these these percentages and these Super Bowl odds and the PFF stuff, like, is this a good you know season from the Vikings, or or is this season from the Vikings a good example of why analytics shouldn't be like the the only thing used to determine how good a team is or isn't? Like, are we weighing too much on on these formulas and stuff, and should we maybe factor in a little more like 
the eye test that like the Vikings are they're 11 and three. They're a good team. So like give them a little bit more credit. I just want to point out before I answer uh, Josh Allen turned the ball over four times against the Vikings Ooh. in that win. And yet nobody's been like they're, they're pretenders. They, they have like know, a whatever. 25 grade from PFF then, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I should look that up. I, I will once I'm not answering this question because that would be really interesting to me. Um, you know, I, I mean, they're helpful. Like for some things, like for the average football person, like you and I, like going out of PFF and looking up offensive line stats are helpful because it's something we don't notice during a game. Right. right, right. But I think, and I think sometimes too, like they are like Dalvin Cook's success rate. Like, we can watch Dalvin Cook and be like, yeah, something's not right because he's slamming into the back of the line. Is it the line? Is it Dalvin Cook? We don't know the exact problem, but we can like say we can identify the problem. You know what I mean? So like I I think it's helpful and creates a more knowledgeable football fan. And I think that it's it's really good. Like 20 years ago, people would just sit down and watch football and be like, Troy Aikman is good. Not that he wasn't, mm-hmm. but I mean. He, he's very, very Kirk Cousins-esque, you know, yeah. because he had the Great Wall of Dallas in front of him. He had Emmett Smith in the backfield and he had yeah. Michael Irvin on the side. That's yeah. a pretty good situation. I think he's like season high touchdowns, like 20. Really? Yeah, it's very low. Like he's, hmm. I don't think he's ever thrown, he ever threw for 30 touchdowns in a single season. I'll look that up right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it's, but it's, it's yeah, a good point I, of reference, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like I think... Like I said, this this isn't a team that's built as an Anna, and as they get going, as the Kevin O'Connell era continues, like they they won't be able to t- be a team that just wins street fights. Like next year, if they play like this, I bet you they'll be a 500 team, like in the hunt, trying to scratch their way into the playoffs. But this year, it's worked, and you know what? Too like here's the other thing: looking at the schedule this year, the Vikings have played a very tough schedule. Yeah. Like they've had to go through the entire NFC East. They've, uh, you know, the, I mean, the Colts are bad, but I mean, they, they have some things there. I mean, they had to go to Buffalo. They had to go to Miami. They had to go across the seas to London, uh, and then play a game the next week. Like this hasn't been some cakewalk schedule where everybody's like, well, why aren't they blowing these teams out? Well, because a games are closer across the league and B their schedule has been brutal. So I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, I, I think sometimes people just try to be cool and just be like, I don't like the Vikings either. And Patrick Peterson, maybe it's Kirk Cousins. Maybe yeah. it is. Yeah. I, I Yeah. Uh, Troy Aikman, career high, 23 touchdowns in a season. Uh, and, pa- passing touchdowns. And it was also a different era back then where oh, I, yeah. more coaches were just like, my old school Mike Zimmer, right? Run the damn ball, run, 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 run pass, like that thing. So his best, his best, uh, or his career passer rating. Got any guesses for Troy Aikman? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Is it in the 80s? Yeah. 
89.6. Oh, way too high. 81.6. Wow. Yeah. And he's in the Hall of Fame. Those rings help, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, I'm, his performance in the playoffs probably has more to do with him being in, in the Hall of Fame than him than his season stats because hmm. not, well, even in the playoffs, his career playoffs, 23 touchdowns, 17 interceptions and an 88.3 pass. So he's like, man, uh, Super Bowl rings make a difference. So like if Eli Manning gets in there, you'll know why. Um, yeah. That's that's a great argument you can make to, to put Eli Manning in the, in the Hall of Fame. Just be like, Troy Aikman's in there. I think Terry Bradshaw has like similar stats as well, but that's that's like a totally, totally different era. Right, where, yeah. Where like they threw the ball 15 times a game. Um, all right. Moving on from uh, if it's cool or not to hate on the Vikings. Uh, Saturday, the Vikings will be doing something cool. Uh, they're going to have a whiteout in, uh, inside the stadium. There'll be a whiteout outside the stadium probably as well. There's uh, one right now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium on Saturday against the New York Giants. Uh, I saw some pictures and we posted some on the Viking Age. The end zones are painted white. The mid midfield logo is painted white, which is going to make, um, you know, end zone rulings a lot of fun for the referees because there's like a thin purple line where like this is in bounds and this is not. You, you good luck figuring it out. Um, <laughs> and then they're going to, and then the Vikings are going to be wearing all white. They're going to have white cleats. It's just, just a dream for officials on uh, Saturday. They're going to be so excited to do this game. Um, it's I, I like this, but are, are you a fan of something like this, or it's not really uh, you know move the needle for you? Okay, so I got to go all the way back to my college days, and uh, you know University of Wisconsin River Falls D three hockey powerhouse. I don't know if they are anymore, but. Uh, when I was there, they were one of the best teams in Division Three in the country. You can make your own jokes about that if you want. But mm-hmm. uh, I used to call games on the radio, and I was like, you know, kind of sitting around, and I'm just like, wouldn't it be cool if we like had a whiteout, like everybody just dressed in white, like because we were playing Saint Norbert, who is uh, basically the dynasty team of Division Three when I was in school. They're still probably <laughs> good, but I don't follow it anymore. So I'm like, I so I just like made an announcement on the radio. I'm like, hey, like let's do a whiteout like against St. Norbert, whatever. And like the Hunterina people caught on board. They made a lot of money off the idea because they sold t-shirts and I didn't Ooh. see a dime of that. So <laughs> NIL, uh, pre NIL era, I guess. But um, yeah, it was awesome. It was a cool atmosphere and everything else. Like people, it's always kind of gets shunned in professional sports, I think, because, you know, it's like, oh, well, that's high school or that's like college yeah. stuff or whatever. I love this. Yeah. Yeah, I love this. Like, I honestly, like, I thought it was just like a way to sell merchandise, and it is. Because, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. people like me, I, I threw away all my white jerseys because they're kind of getting torn apart, and I have some nicer, like, Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook jerseys. But, like, it it is fun, especially after last week, having that atmosphere, having the Giants in town. You know, I, I'm just envisioning everybody at U.S. Bank Stadium in white and, you know, just it, it just adds an extra layer of hype. I am supposed to go to the game. Um, and like we had mentioned, there's a blizzard going on. Like I I want to go to this game. I am going to do everything in my power to go to this game because it is a whiteout and it would be yeah. super fun to go to. But um, 
Yeah, I, I I'm excited. How about you? I think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's yeah. it's different. It's something. I think it has a lot to do with the uh, regime change. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this wouldn't have happened. Uh, well, no, Bill Parcells loved the white uniform, the white on whites. Yeah, yeah, he was a he. he that's why they wore him a whole bunch of times because Bill Parcells liked it. I remember reading that. So go you ahead. Like I'm the sorry Vikings, for interrupting. or yeah, you like the white like on the- white Vikings? Okay. Let's see. All right. All right. Well, I'm Google now. Mike Zimmer's a little. I would even give Mike Zimmer make Mike Zimmer a little more ornery than uh, Bill Parcells, and uh, I'm sure he was just like, "No, we're gonna play football. We don't need to worry about like, fan fantasy whiteout games or whatever." Um, so I think it's cool. Yeah, it is another yep, way he, to sell merchandise. He did say it. Yep. It said uh, via Chris Thomas in the Pioneer Press, because who else would uh, <laughs> r- report that? Uh, Vikings coach Mike Zimmer has gotten an endorsement for the all rights from Hall of Fame coach Bill Parcells. Parcells and Zimmer remain in regular contact. Uh, Zimmer told reporters that Parcells liked the white on white uniform because he believed the offense could see them better. But uh, this is, yeah, he's talking about road games. So uh, might not be able to see them on Sunday when everything's in white. I do. Yeah, I do like it. I am. I am legitimately concerned about the end zones. Like. I I love that they're white, but it's going to cause a problem. It's especially if, if I the think Vikings the Bengals wearing... had a white end zone earlier this year, didn't they? It was like for, white with the Thursday black tiger night. stripes. Yeah, because they had the Thursday night and because they, they have the they had the white helmets. Um, I think yeah. people were kind of hoping the Vikings were going to do that too this year, but um, maybe next year. Um, but no, I like this. I'd like to see like this be something to continue. There's other things they can do, you know purple out i guess or a blackout i man i would love to see black jerseys i've always wanted the vikings to get black jerseys i know you're not the biggest fan of of black jerseys um but i just i've always wanted it because i think black and purple just look so good together um that's why the ravens have it (laughs) correct uh there any other maybe alternate alternative jersey options you would like to see the Viking explore in the future, if any. I think you mentioned one of them. I would like to see a white helmet. I think, I think out of all the options, I think that would be the one that they could go to. Um, having a yellow or gold helmet just doesn't yeah. make sense. No. No. I, I think that's a little bit like, you know, the golfers have a metallic gold helmet, which I love, but their colors yeah. are also maroon and gold. Yeah. I don't mean to be like a part. I own plenty of black Viking stuff. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm wearing a black Vikings hat as we speak, but I mean, I, I just think it's too Ravensy. And I mean, you can do, you can do a black uniform where it looks cool. Um, the Gophers actually have a black uniform and, it, and it's difficult for them because if they do the yellow numbers, they look like Iowa, but mm-hmm. um, it's like black and it's got like maroon trim and it's kind of cool like that. I just, um, you know, I you have a team that wears purple and black. So the challenge with that is how do you distinguish yourselves when you do wear a purple and black jersey? Uh, like that would be the challenge for me. So am I completely against it? Not really. If it looks good, I, I'd be on board. But like the people who walk around with like the yellow jerseys, like I used to have the yellow Randy Moss jersey because mm-hmm. that was 1998. And I remember like all the stores ran out because people were just like, holy crap, it's Randy Moss and the 98 Vikings are so awesome and everything else. So, I mean, 
I love that gold Randy Moss jersey, but I think like as a actual alternate for the Vikings, I would do it. I, I I wouldn't like it very much. So they just don't have a lot of options that you could do with their just, jersey. Yeah. The other one that I would say that they could do, it's another white jersey, but bring back the 1990s throwbacks with the uh purple and yellow yeah, stripes or yeah. like even do something with the current jersey yep. and add those stripes like it's an yep. alternate road jersey. That would be awesome too. Yep. 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 I like that. Um yeah, I I like the throwbacks. I like the the throwbacks that they wore like during the the Favre era that were like I think they were seventies esque mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, don't make the Favre era jerseys a throwback, please. Don't ever do no, that. No, 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 no. People, no. I keep seeing people. I love those. Jer- no, 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 no. But yeah, I like the I like the 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 late nineties, early two thousands throwback idea with the at least the away jersey. I love those jerseys. Um. I was just looking at some things up and I forgot the Lions had a black uniform way back in the day. Um, yeah. Like the Joey Harrington days and Kelvin Johnson days. Um, I like the Niners black uniforms. There's some other teams that do them as well. I would love to see it, but uh, I won't get my hopes up. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it'd be cool. Just another way to do something cool. Kind of, it kind of psychs, I feel like in a way, it kind of psychs the opponent out where they're like they're more focused on what's going on in the crowd and all the things that they're doing instead of like having their focus on the game like Dan Campbell would be like <laughs> do the wave in the whiteout whoa, just like whoa, whoa this is awesome <laughs> as like you know one is playing in his head Dan do you want to kick from the 50 you want to attempt a field goal from the 50 Hold my breath as I wish for death <laughs> oh please god wake me <laughs> Yeah, sure. Do it. Uh, Throw it off at the tackle. Do whatever you want. Yeah, do it. Do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan Campbell. Hey, you know what? The Lions are good this year, so he's he's going to stick around for at least another year. Yeah. All right. The Vikings are playing the Giants, as we mentioned on Saturday. I believe right now the FanDuel has the line at three and a half. The Vikings are favored. That's always good. Um, everybody three and a half, and the over/under is something like forty-seven or forty-eight. So just Pretty much a typical, like, I feel like all these lines for the Vikings and over-unders are basically the same Mm -hmm. uh, every week, which, you know, they play close games. So Vegas is like, we don't really want to mess around. Um, The Giants are 8-5-1. The Vikings are 11-3. Giants are coming off uh, a win over the Commanders, a controversial win over the Commanders, thanks to some referee uh, mistakes. But they make mistakes. We know that. Um, but they have just one win in their last five games. They started out six and one, um, and now they're eight, five and one. So the Vikings will beat the Giants on Saturday if what happens. They don't get in their own way. Like, I think one of the big things and the reason why the Vikings fell behind so early against the Colts was because they just handed the Colts elite field position on the first two or three right. drives of the game. Right. So it like the Vikings defense only allowed one offensive touchdown. And I feel like this Colts or this giants offense is very similar to what the Colts have. They have yeah, a quarterback who's a little bit more mobile, a little bit more spry, yeah. but I mean, their receivers are not anything to write home about. Can I think you they name, lead the NFL and drops. Can you name two receivers of the Giants? Darius Slayton and I'm looking at my notes. 
I actually didn't write down two, so I don't know. Yeah, I Juan, don't know. Wandell Richie Robinson. James. There you go. There you go. Wandell Robinson, 165-pound, 5'7 receivers. And he's hurt. Who who knew that would yeah. happen? Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's just really, you know, if the Vikings don't self-implode at the beginning of the game and don't need five touchdowns, as Patrick Peterson said, they will win this game because there is very little on this offense that scares me. And like all the defensive things tilt in favor of the Vikings. There's, you know, the run defense is a very big problem, especially on the edges. That's good news for Dalvin cook and the Viking, the giant secondary is bagged up as well because they won't have a Dory Jackson because they used him on punt returns. So uh, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, those guys are going to see Nick McLeod and Foster Moreau. Good luck. Yeah, good, good luck. luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> Actually, I think Foster Moreau is the tight end. It's something Moreau. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's for the, for the Raiders. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I had something similar. Like, don't don't beat yourself. Don't give the Lions, you know, short field position for no reason. You know, I think the what the Vikings went for fourth down early in the Colts game and and didn't get it. Um, I think it did something similar in the Lions game where they they went trying to get a fourth down their their own side of the field. And it's like, I get that you, you're trying to set a, you know, the tone early and stuff, but also just be smart and just, you know, you got a good punter. He can yeah. get, he can punt the ball to the one. Um, and then you have even better field position on your, on your next play. So like, just, just don't like, I feel like Kevin O'Connell has been coaching against himself the last few weeks where he's just kind of just getting in his own head. And I think that second half maybe helped like just, just get the ball to our best players. Stop messing around. Just do what we got to do. And hopefully that helps. But definitely run the ball. Giants rank 32nd in yards per carry allowed. Um, but also, you said like the edges are going to be open and stuff. Get creative with your, with your runs. Don't just run Dalvin Cook up the middle. Because I feel like that's just been kind of what they've been doing. Like, hopefully they open up a hole and hopefully he can find it. And it's like, well, he he's he's fast. We saw on the screenplay, he's fast. Let him go to the outside or, you know, run some guys in motion. Give, give Jalen Rager the ball. Maybe, you know, don't, don't have him run a route, but you can give him a jet sweep. He, he can do that. He can make some moves in the open field. Um, and then stay aggressive on defense. The Vikings in the second half, at least were way more aggressive than they have been all year long. I saw they played a lot more man coverage. They blitzed a lot more. And guess what? It worked. Was it wow. against the was it against the Colts offense that wasn't that great? Yeah, but a bunch of offenses the Vikings have faced that have been that great have looked really good against the Vikings this year because they've just been like, "Here you go, here's the wide open uh, player, go right ahead." And you know what? Let Duke Shelley keep playing. I don't care if Cameron Dantzler is healthy. Let him keep playing. He's earned it. They're playing better with him. I feel like on the field. Um. Let him let him stay on there until he he messes up and you need to pull him. But yeah, stay aggressive on defense. Keep keep because in the playoffs you're going to need that. You can't just sit back and let teams just destroy you. You need to be aggressive. Um, and this is a perfect you know three game stretch for them to figure that out and work some things out for the playoffs. So let's do those things and they should be able to win. But the Vikings will lose to the Giants on Saturday if what happens. It's going to be protecting Kirk Cousins. I think he is going to be the uh, – sorry, I just got an update from uh, South Dakota. 
saying, uh, don't leave the house, man. Oh, no. <laughs> so I don't know. I, hopefully I'll make it on Saturday. But if not, it's going to be a beer and wrestling Christmas in Brookings. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. A little Royal Rumble binge watching season. I got, uh, <laughs> by the way, I don't know if you guys can see it. I'm rocking Ooh. the Bret Hart hoodie from Homage today, which go, is right? uh, one of my most prized possessions. They got to protect Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Because this uh, Giants pass rush is a problem. Kayvon Thibodeau is starting to figure it out. They move him around. So if you're expecting Kayvon Thibodeau against Christian Derrissaw all game, that's not going to happen because they're going to try and throw him into the middle of the offensive line, especially uh, one that is down Garrett Bradbury. So that is no bueno. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Dexter Lawrence is there, who I really want to call Dexter Lewis on the tip of my tongue. I thought you were just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> we have a problem, man. Um, yeah. Rick Ross, though. How about that yeah. last yeah. night? Whoops. Live he's TV. he's, a, he's right. a big man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it. Uh, yeah, I, I think protect Kirk mm-hmm. and just don't get in your own way. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. I make it sound so simple. But it, also, also make sure you find yourself in the sea of white. That's going to be at U.S. Yeah. Bank Stadium. But. Yeah. Yeah, I would recommend actually wearing white cleats because I think it's going to they're going to be like they're going to watch the replay and be like, this is inconclusive. We have no idea if his foot is in bounds or not. So, oh, um, wear purple cleats, you're saying? No, wear white. Wear white. Oh, I see. Yeah. So if if they're like if they call like a touchdown and the Giants are like, we're going to we want that reviewed or whatever. I guess it automatically gets reviewed. So the Giants would not do that. But. Like they review it and they're like, this is inconclusive. We can't even tell where his feet are because they're just, yeah, white cleats, white uniforms, white everything. We just can't see. So um, I think the Vikings will lose if they fall behind by a large margin again. Not mm-hmm. not as severely as, as last week. If they do, like last week, that's still. Because the Giants are a better team than the Colts. The, they start 6-1 and one for a reason. They have a much better better head coach they have a, a head coach who's actually you know was an assistant coach before he became a head coach in the nfl um was even probably an intern in the nfl before he became an nfl head coach unlike the last guy they just faced um so he's gonna make better decisions than jeff saturday did last week so i think falling behind is not going to be as easy to come back uh, against the giants as it was against the colts um and don't underestimate daniel jones you know, I think yeah. people are like, oh, he's not that great of a quarterback. And it's like, you give him you give him some, like, he can run, though. Like, he's averaging 40 rushing yards a game this year. Like, people don't really, like, you, you hear about Josh Allen, you hear about Lamar Jackson, you hear about Kyler Murray and, and Jalen Hurts. Daniel Jones is in, up, up at that level of, like, being able to gain yards with his legs, so. Like that's got to be something that's in the back of the Vikings' mind when when they think they got Daniel Jones like in their grasp, and he can just get out of the pocket and get a first down easily. So they gotta have a plan for that. And I I saw Brian Osamoa played a bunch of snaps last week, so I'm curious to see if they, they do that again to help <clears throat> with uh, trying to contain Daniel Jones. All right, you got a score prediction for Saturday? Um, pain. Like Clubber Lang in Rocky Three. Um, is that three? Where was Clubber? Was he in two or three? You're asking the wrong person because uh, four. I, I know four is the mint one because Rocky comes back and beats Drago. I think the last time I watched Rocky, I was under ten years old. So, yeah, 
Drago, the Drago one's the best, though. If I know, that, that's the only, yeah. the only reason I know that is because of some certain quarterback. And he murders, <laughs> he murders uh, Apollo Creed. But um, twenty-seven twenty Vikings. I am pushing. I am pushing the edge of the Vikings spectrum of winning because the Giants have not scored over 24 points since they beat the Packers earlier this season. Oh, wow. It's the only time that they have scored over 24 points. So okay. the Vikings can get over 24 points. And like I said, Giants, de- Giants problems on defense fall right into the Vikings lap. I'm going to stretch it to the outer limits and say 27-20 Vikings in the whiteout. I've got 29-22, so the same seven-point margin. Um that the Vikings just play close games and the Giants aren't terrible. So, but I still think the Vikings will pull out a win here. There's nothing that really blows me away with the Giants. Um, I would look forward to playing them again in the first round of the playoffs as that's what the matchup is because I feel like they're heading in the right direction. I like Brian Dable. I think I told you before the season, like, watch out for the Giants. I think they're going to be pretty good and they're pretty decent. Um, so I think they're heading in the right direction, but the Vikings are just a better team right now. And uh, these last few games when they're playing opponents that they're supposed to be better, and I just worry about guys staying healthy. So my hope is just that people like Justin Jefferson or Kirk Cousins or even Dalvin Cook, like, just stay healthy. Don't get hurt. Because Justin Jefferson is taking a beating uh, the last few weeks. And Kevin O'Connell made sure to bring that up and be like, hey, refs, uh, just want to keep an eye on that for me. Thank you. Let me do that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, that'll be interesting to see, but yeah, Vikings should win on Saturday, Christmas Eve, nice early Christmas present for everybody. And then on uh, Christmas, we'll get to watch, uh, what the Broncos play, uh, the Rams, the Cardinals play the Bucks and the Packers play the Dolphins, which could be actually interesting. Banger after banger after (laughs) banger. I mean, it's, I think it's. The Bucks is is uh it's Tom Brady versus Trace McSorley for the Cardinals now. <laughs> and then the Rams Broncos is like Mark Rippin versus uh Blake Baker Mayfield. Um but then yeah, the Packers and, and Dolphins actually might actually be interesting. But yeah, it's so uh, so what you're saying is I'm probably just gonna play NCAA all day. Yeah, I'm happy my, my son's born on Christmas, so I'm happy that his birthday is gonna prevent me from watching any of those garbage games uh but yeah uh happy holidays to everyone uh the end of this show we'll get be back probably on uh on monday with another episode hopefully to recap the vikings win once again if you're watching on youtube make sure to subscribe and like this video follow the vikings on twitter and facebook and the audio version of this podcast will be available uh by tomorrow morning on apple Podcasts, spotify iheart wherever you get your podcasts But until next time, Chris and I will talk to you later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.